0: It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by fantasypoints.com. Top level fantasy, football, and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All across the fantasy universe, welcome in everybody to the two point stance, powered by fantasypoints.com. I'm Brian Drake. Chilling on the old Twitter machine at Drake Fantasy. Hanging with my boy, Joe Dolan. You know him, you'll love him. The managing editor of fantasypoints.com at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. I'm never calling it X. I, I can't do it. I'll never go back to it. But we're here, Joe. It's week four. I can't believe it. The season's flying by. And we're going to have some fun here on the two-point stance. You guys know how we do it during the in-season uh, portion of this podcast. we kind of go game by game. We're going to hit on the hot fantasy topics for that game kind of what we most want to see from a span a fantasy perspective and then you know, we might sprinkle in some props and some different things along the way joe how's everything going man how are your fantasy teams three weeks in uh
1: i've actually had a pretty freaking good year so far drake um nice. and i know look it's a nobody cares about your fantasy team podcast but it is a fantasy football podcast let me tell you something it's not for the faint of heart because sometimes, sometimes it becomes really hard to find the right running backs, but a well-executed zero RB strategy is like, it's like the best feeling in the world. I'm three and in my longest running league. Um, it's a 14-team keeper league, two-man keeper, and my keepers were Jamar Chase and Tyreek Hill. Okay, good start, but it's around. You drafted them in keeper. So like I gave up my first two picks for these guys because like, you know, obviously they're both first round picks. Um, but I thought, you know what, with those two, let me just get a running back early. Well, running backs fly off the board, uh, in this, in this format. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna take freaking Alexander Madison in the early third round just because, (laughs) you know, I'm not gonna do that. And I, I come around and I take Debo Samuel, and now I'm fully committed. Uh, I t- Then I take Lamar Jackson in the fourth, and I'm fully committed to zero RB. Here are the running backs I drafted in that league. Let's hear Drafted. Drafted, Drake. Zach Charbonnet was my first running back drafted. Uh, I used him in week one, haven't used him since. I then drafted Alvin Kamara. Obviously haven't used him at all. And then I drafted Devon Achan. Oh, okay. I drafted Kyron Williams. I drafted Jalen Warren and I drafted Deion Jackson, who I actually used in week one and have since dropped. Uh, that team is alive. Mr. Drake <laughs> live uh, because my wide receivers are Jamar Chase, Tyree kill and Debo in a 14 team league. Wow. Man, I'm you. pretty, I'm pretty fired up about that. So, you know, I, um, Graham and Tom and I have an FFPC team that we've—it's one and two, but it got that win this week, and that team is coming alive as well. So, like, you, you want to know that like one and two is never the end of world fan. If you're zero and three, you need a win this weekend, Um right. Because one and three is you, you can you can massage one and three, right? But well, zero and four, it gets a little tough. But man, I, I have some I have some teams that I like this year. I, I really do
0: let's kick things off we're going to do it with the 9 30 a.m eastern london game joe this one is for you falcons it jags i mean kyle pitts he scored his first ever touchdown in london back in 2021 he's only scored two since. this is uh this is an interesting one with uh two offenses that are kind of stuck in the mud um
1: jacksonville though i will say brett whitefield i talked to him this week he he estimates that Trevor Lawrence has like the most big-time throws or what we call hero throws at fantasy points data that have gone uncatch, uncaught this year. So he actually thinks that, that Trevor Lawrence is playing better than the numbers indicate. And my question is, can Trevor Lawrence put up a big fantasy game in this spot against the Atlanta Falcons? That's what I'm going to watch. Um, or is this something that we're going to have to keep just worry about the rest of the season? But I think this is a spot... Trevor Lawrence to have a solid game because I do not like the uh, I do not like the pass rush of the Atlanta Falcons.
0: here's a fun stat that I dug up earlier today last week week three 29 players including Kyle Pitts had nine or more targets guess how many scored more fantasy points than Kyle Pitts all of them every single one of them did I mean holy smokes with this guy it's I've terrible. got guys in leagues that I'm in. Uh, they haven't just outright dropped him yet, but he's just on the bench with nobody will trade for him. Now you feel stuck. If you're a Kyle Pitts owner, Joe, what do you do with this guy? Because you can't start him. You, well, you have him on your bench. You're like, ah, I mean, do I just dump him? The guys get nine break. freaking targets. How, here's the thing. How many tight
1: ends do you really feel better about starting over Kyle Pitts? How many? Like, like, truly and honestly are you like, oh, I am definitely starting him over Kyle Pitts. Finally, this week, I did Hunter Henry over Kyle Pitts and it it busted out. Like, it's it's just one of those things where you see the talent and you presume that he's going to eventually pay off on that talent, but it feels like Arthur Smith just, like, he has a kink. He just wants to... He wants to... He wants to put it on hard mode to prove how smart he is. And... Starting with Desmond Ritter at quarterback and then getting Jonu Smith eight targets, that's putting it on hard mode for yourself.
0: Ritter stinks. He's the worst. He's terrible. Yeah. Kyle Pitts right now averaging a, a whole 6.2 PPR points per game. Uh, so good luck to you yeah, folks out I mean, like, there. Right
1: that's, now. that's in the 20s, I know. But like, what are you going to do? You're going to start Donald Parham over him? Like, man, like that's the thing with Pitts. I mean, I'm I'm sick of it. I, I, he's going to have a big game at some point. Ritter's bad. The Falcons made no effort to go get Lamar Jackson this offseason.
0: What a joke. All right, this is a fun one. Dolphins at Bills. Bills are three-point favorites in this game. If you can imagine, the Dolphins coming off dropping 70 on the Denver Broncos, and they're going to head to Orchard Park. Here's the what I want to see, Joe. We can chop this up. Devin A. Chan. Everyone was calling him A. Chan. I guess now it's A. Chan. Whatever. He comes out and just sets the fantasy world on fire. 18 carries, 203 rushing yards. Uh, actually caught four balls for only four yards, but uh, you know had a pair of touchdowns also. This guy had four freaking touchdowns last week. What can he do for an encore? That's what I want to see. Was it just... The game script, the team was so bad they were playing against. Buffalo is going to put up a slightly more resistance, I would say, than the Denver Broncos. Everybody who picked up or drafted HN, of course, they have, they've never played the guy yet. They're going to slide him into the lineup this week. That's for damn sure. So I want to know what would do you be get too. out of this kid this week?
1: Well, here's the thing with first and foremost, oh, you're chasing points. People are like, yeah, the dude literally just had the 33rd best fantasy game of all. Time he's never going to do that again, okay. Like, if he does, he's going to be in the hall of fame one day. Um, all I'm looking for, Drake, is eight to uh, the role to get eight to ten PPR points with the possibility of a touchdown, which would put him in like 14, 15, 16 points. That's all I'm looking for. Uh, from Devin H. I'm using him as like a, a, a low end RB2 understanding that there's significant upside, and knowing that he went last week against a defense that quit. Now, Miami, yeah. Miami's going to be able to score on just about anybody, but keep in mind the Patriots, who are a good defense, made the Dolphins look pretty mortal two weeks ago. Not They didn't make them look bad. They just made them look mortal. That's all. So that's what I'm looking for from Devin H. Um, Raheem Mostert, obviously, we know he's had injury issues. What I want H. Chan to do is show the Dolphins that there is no reason that I shouldn't have a role, even when Jeff Wilson comes back. And that is coming uh, as early as week five.
0: Miami off the backs of that monster game. The number one offense in the NFL. Number one in uh, yards per game, uh, yards per play, rush yards, pass yards. You get the point, guys. I mean, geez louise, they're averaging. Uh, 10 and a half yards per pass play. It, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I got a prop for this one, Joe. If you want, guys want to join the prop fun, head over to our friends at underdog fantasy. Use code fantasy pts. We're gonna double your first time deposit up to 100 dollars So you put a hundred in, we're gonna give you a free hundred. Again, fantasy PTS is the code for this game. Here's a prop that I like Dawson Knox under. They they do these over unders over there. Under 23 and a half receiving yards. His highest output was week one. He had 25. Since then, he's gone for 10 and 11. I think the Bills obviously are going to have to throw more in this game, but I, I don't see Knox doing a whole lot with uh, our boy Kincaid running around out there. The Dolphins have some pretty good linebackers. So if you want to follow me there, take the uh, Dawson Knox under. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: I, I, I don't like I don't. those Bills tight ends are just, uh, they're, or they're uh,
0: parasitic off of each other <laughs> that's a good way to put it every week we do this show i love it because you, you always come up with a like some fun vocabulary for the listeners out there uh, some different terms i what were you like an english major or something or journalism I major journalism. In college? i was a journalism major yeah my mom was uh, an you, english teacher though you've read a lot of books i can tell my friend mm-hmm. all right i don't read gotta... it
1: quite honestly <laughs> but i should read more yeah
0: How about the Vikings minus four and a half at the Panthers this week? What do you like in this contest? Uh,
1: um, Can the Vikings be a normal team for once? I mean, you look Kirk. Do you know Kirk Cousins is on pace for 6,100 passing yards and 51 touchdowns? Wow. And they're they're 0-3. Cousins is playing out of his mind right now. And the only thing was that, like, I cannot believe the end of game situation last week where they're they're. Dilly Dallying getting to the line of scrimmage. And they're they're probably like, oh, we want four shots at the end zone. Yeah, not if you take 30 seconds to get to the line of scrimmage. They snap that ball on the final possession with 13 seconds left. You can only run two plays with that anyway. Um, and then Cousins gets picked off. Uh, I think the Vikings get off the schneid this week. And the other question I have in this game is: the Panthers actually put up some offense with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Can we get yeah. Bryce Young to play his first decent game in the NFL? I'm not writing off Bryce Young, I loved Bryce Young. I would have made him the number one pick too, but right now there's an argument to be made that Andy Dalton's a better quarterback. Can Bryce Young take a step forward this week? Yeah.
0: I, I, I threw a prop in our chat here. Uh, I'm just, you know, either way, I, I know how I lean. Miles Sanders on underdog, their prop is set at three. He's at 12 receptions already this year. He had five last week. So they said, remember we heard that video clip in the preseason, like, oh, yeah. we're going to get you the ball like you did in Philly, you know, through the air. Do you They're think doing this can continue for Miles Sanders to be a viable receiver out of the backfield? Because it's really going to prop his value up. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and I think Bryce Young is going to check it down a little bit. Miles Sanders,
1: is, Miles Sanders very well could have more receptions by the end of next week than he had all of last season in Philadelphia. He had 20 last season in Philly for just 78 yards. He's going to go above his receiving yardage total this week. Um, I think he has more than three receptions with Bryce Young
0: back at quarterback. This game, <laughs> coming up next, I mean, inmates should be forced to watch us for for torture. Broncos, I torture. minus three and a half at the this Chicago. This one's fun thing. as hell, dude. This
1: one's fun as hell. Sorry for talking over you, but like, I mean, I'm excited for this. Like, which of these cra- Because like, Denver can score and they can't stop anybody from scoring. So this isn't like a, 2015 Titans Jaguars diarrhea fest on Thursday night. This anything can happen in this game. I I, look, I'm sorry, Drake, for stepping on your toes. This is your game, but like, I'm legitimately excited to see which of these teams is going to find a way to lose this game.
0: That's a good way to put it. Yeah, Justin Fields, he came out last week. He threw for 99 yards, folks. That's ridiculous. The prop in this game, underdog asks the question, can he go over 185.5? I'm taking the over on here. The Broncos are giving up 291 a game. If you take out their debacle last week against Miami, they're still giving up 250 a contest, which Fields has gone over in both weeks one and two. I mean, this bear situation, my God, it's got to get better than what we saw last week. I think there's two things at play here, Joe. Number one, I wrote up in our defensive streamers article, which you can read over at fantasypoints.com, the Broncos are professionals. That defense was embarrassed. You said earlier in this pod they quit. I think they show up with a little pride this week. They they turn things around. We see it in the NFL all the time. One week something happens, everyone then assumes that's the way it, it always will be, and then what happens? The next week it's just total Total opposite, and these guys are professional. They get paid to play the game. I think the Broncos' defense shows up, plays a little bit better, and I don't think the Bears will be as hapless as as they've been through the first three weeks. So maybe you're right. It's a funner game to see. But uh, I think Javante Williams, also a guy that can come out and run the football against Chicago, he's kind of been hit or miss for you for fantasy. I think Javante gets it back on track. Could be a good sell-high candidate after this one.
1: Yeah, he's actually um, getting the workload, and as he gets healthier, you wonder if uh, if he's actually going to take more of that ru- run away from Samaj P. Ryan. The Bears, the Bears are on the highway, the highway to hell. Like Fields is going to lose his job, and the coaches are going to lose their job, and honestly, they deserve to. Drake, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to argue it's anybody's more fault than the other. It's just they've all failed each other, and it's it's not tenable right now.
0: Yeah, you got a hundred year old owner who's. Uh, A 100-year-old lady owning the team. She's got her her dopey kids running it. They don't know what they're doing. They're probably just waiting for her to pass on so that they can sell the team and make a couple billion dollars. But, uh, yeah, it's all bad for my friends who are Bears fans. I sent a text to my buddy who's a diehard Bears fan, and I go, how do you not drink a case of Jack Daniels every Sunday? Like, this is brutal to watch. Uh, He just goes, I've been raised this way my whole life. (laughs) Maybe he just has a good liver. I don't know. All right, Joe, Ravens at the Browns. Browns three-point favorites here. Uh, nice you know, AFC North battle. These are always slugfest. This Browns defense looks as legit as any yeah, in the it's, NFL. It's
1: really good. Um, the Ravens are getting some key players back. I think Ronnie Stanley, uh, Marlon Humphrey could be back, which is big for the Ravens. And my question is, can the Ravens get this passing game going this week? Because, look, I think Cleveland's good defense across the board. Um, but that run defense has been especially nasty this year. Oh, and by the way, the Ravens are down probably just so. Gus Edwards, I think it looks like he's going to play this week. But, I mean, which of these guys are you trusting against this Browns defense that is contacting opposing running backs on average behind the line of scrimmage? They're the only team that's doing that so far this year. Um, Can the Ravens go one-dimensional through the air is going to be my big – uh test here they haven't looked really explosive as a passing offense um and I think in large part of that is because they were planning on having Odell Beckham might not happen this week Rashad Bateman might not play this week Zay Flowers ADOT is like three Uh, I mean he's he's essentially an extension of the run game right now can Mark Andrews get going for his first big game of the 2023 NFL season
0: I I tweeted that exact same thing out about Zay Jones or excuse me Zay Flowers and I, I put him in an article this week where I said it, you know he might be a guy to trade high on because you know he's he hasn't scored yet this year he's still kind of getting to some points people he, he's living off that big week one folks know he's been kind of the Alpha there but you hit the nail on the head once Andrews gets going a little bit uh you know maybe Aguilar becomes a bigger part of this offense Bateman they need him healthy to be. you know I had a big I'm in a 14 team uh Skank League, as the guru likes to call it. I picked up Nelson Aguilar. I mean, he's somebody you might actually use in a league like that. My God. All right. I mean, especially
1: uh, if, uh, especially if Beckham and uh, and Bateman continue to be hurt. By the way, they've they missed on the Bateman pick. He just can't get on the field. Yeah. Seriously.
0: Hey, uh, Jerome Ford. Last week against the Titans, you know, he just got buried because you know that's what the Titans happen to do to people. You think this week he comes out and shows the folks who picked him up off the waiver wire like I'm in every week, at least RB2 for fantasy.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned how much Kareem Hunt played in his first game off the street. Uh, Hunt actually picked up a couple of injuries, which, you know, I I would gather is pretty commonplace in the NFL for guys who haven't played football or competitive football in almost a calendar year. Uh, But I was a little bit worried how much Kareem Hunt actually played in that game, but... I think Jerome Ford will continue to get every opportunity. I think they knew that that
0: was a really nasty matchup uh, last week against the Titans. Moving on, Steelers, three-point favorites at the Houston Texans. The Texans, really kind of a a fun story through the first three weeks of the NFL season. They're throwing the football all over the place. C.J. Stroud looks good. They've got viable fantasy assets on the outside with Tank Dell who's blowing up over the last two weeks. He's seen 17 targets and gone over 200 yards. I'm a big Nico Collins fan. Start him in several leagues. So that's really fun. What I want to see here is, can the Texans keep this going? The Steelers, you know, say what you will about their offense. Their defense always brings it. You know, I don't trust any of the guys on the Steelers. I don't trust any of the wide receivers, Uh, you know, Georgie Pickens. Or Calvin Austin, who you know, kind of broke one free last week. Allen Robinson, forget about it. So I want to see against a good defense can the Texans wide receivers keep it going? Uh, And I think you were in your matchup article, you do a phenomenal job over at fantasypoints.com with your uh, matchups. Uh, Do you have anything fun from this game that maybe our listeners could glean? Well,
1: I mean, I think obviously the Texans can't run the football at all, so they're making them extremely one-dimensional. And C.J. Stroud has succeeded despite that, despite the fact that they've been one-dimensional all year. And I would not have pegged him coming out of Ohio State as the type of guy who would – succeed when the other team knows he's dropping back to pass because I thought he was a player who much like a Jared Goff would fold under pressure has not been the case for CJ Stroud this is a pretty nasty defense he's going up against though TJ Watt and the boys Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the first blip on CJ on CJ Stroud's very impressive radar thus far
0: yeah hey I'm digging it I can't believe I'm I'm relying on some Texans in some big-time leagues but you know hey here we are (laughs) Rams. It happens,
1: man. Uh, tank Dell. Tank Dell should be rostered in every league right now. I
0: remember he, over he, the he summer. looks real, man. Remember we were doing our draft for our uh, FFPC uh, rookie dynasty team, or whatever we took over. Which, by and the way, you... we should uh we
1: should Yeah, we got some problems team. with that. We, we got some huge injuries. D- Dobbins and Chubb the first
0: two weeks of the season. Ugh. But we were doing the draft, and I remember I was playing golf. It's funny because I played golf at that exact same course this week. And you messaged me, you're like, We should get this Tank Dell kid. And we kind of, you know, we talked about a little bit, looked up some info on him. Boy, what a coup he is. And you know, he's a small guy, but in the NFL these days, you look around, you can't touch these wide receivers. You can't Mm -hmm. touch, you know, Devontae Smith. You can't touch Tank Mm Dell. Everybody's playing too high safety. So the middle of the field's wide open. These guys are you know rocking and rolling out there. Tank Dell's gonna keep this going. This is a bad team, they're gonna throw the ball a ton.
1: And he has chemistry with C.J. Stroud, and that's about as important as it gets. A young quarterback comes in there, and he's like, "Man, this guy, this, uh, this, this Tank Dell, I trust him." That's huge for the future.
0: Yeah. Speaking of trust, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is for the Indianapolis Colts; they all seem to trust Michael Pittman. They welcome the Rams to town. Colts at one and a half point favorites here with the the fighting Gardner Minshew's. Uh, They'll past a uh, week or so but it looks like we're gonna get Anthony Richardson back, thankfully, because I need to get him off a few IR spots and back into some lineups. What do you think about this one, Joe? If Richardson comes back, has it changed the dynamic of the Colts offense much?
1: Well, I think number one, you probably lose touchdown opportunities with Zach Moss in the backfield. Um, although oh. maybe they don't
0: maybe they don't run them
1: directly up the gut, uh Richardson if coming off a concussion. So maybe that's maybe that's the case. It doesn't really change what I Look, like, Michael Pittman was getting high tar- target volume with, with Anthony Richardson as well. I do want to point out, though, that this these kind of no-name Rams uh, corners, uh, Kella Witherspoon and, and uh, Darian Kendrick, on the back end, both of them are bottom 15 in yards per route run allowed so far at, for outside corners. So maybe a little bit of a difficult matchup here, more difficult than you might think. I think everybody discussed discuss coming into the season, oh, this Ram defense, it's Aaron Donald and 10 guys. The corners have been playing a little bit better than just guys so far. So I'm really interested to see Anthony Richardson against this defense. By the way, Anthony Richardson, it looks like he's going to play. He's been practicing, so it looks like he's good to go.
0: So you got the Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams show. They came back to earth a little bit on Monday night. Uh, Yeah, but
1: Kyron's role was still huge. He was the only Rams running back to play a snap, yeah.
0: It's that actually like
1: the Rams actually said that has to come down. Like, and I understand that, but like who they're going to put Ronnie Rivers out there. Come on.
0: Yeah, exactly. The first thing I thought of was, oh, you're going to take touches away from Kyron Williams. Don't tell this to the Colts and Zach Moss, because if you're, if you have Zach Moss out here, you're loving life. You pray that Jonathan Taylor gets traded. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you handcuff Taylor and Moss together, man, if they trade Jonathan Taylor, oh my God. Now you've got an RB one for the rest of the season Moss most likely and wherever JT goes, but we haven't heard much about Jonathan Taylor at all. I mean, he could return literally next week.
1: Yeah. And um, Dan Graziano uh, from ESPN, he had a, I I, I don't want to call it a report. It still seemed like more informed speculation. It looked like kind of a mailbag article where he's like, yeah, for everything I'm hearing, he still doesn't want to play for the Colts and they don't want to extend him. So he could be traded. And uh, if I was, if I was looking for the best spot for fantasy, the Baltimore Ravens would be the best spot right now. Cause we sure as hell don't want them to go to Miami uh, and screw no. up all of our fab bids or, or Cleveland and screw up our fab bids or the Rams and screw up our fab bids for the backs who have, uh, who have emerged there. So I,
0: I would want them to go to Baltimore. One year rental, come hang in Philly with uh, Deandre Swift. Come on, let's do it. Uh, it's just a one man's dream. How about let's move on to the Bucks at the Saints. Speaking of a team that was just carved up by DeAndre Swift, the Bucks, they are three and a half point road dogs in New Orleans. Looks like we're going to see Jameis Winston as the starter in this one. And we're welcoming back Alvin Kamara. So uh, I like to take Alvin Kamara higher than his uh, .05 touchdown prop on underdog fantasy. I think his first game back, he's getting in the end zone, Joe. Elvin Kamara is going to score. There's just a lot in this game. I don't know. It's it's two crappy quarterbacks, divisional opponent. Is Mike Williams going to start a fight, you know, with uh, Marshawn Lattimore? Uh, I think that might be the most intriguing thing I can see in this whole game is if there's a fist fight.
1: Yeah. So um, uh, the Lattimore thing is always intriguing here. Kamara, though, can he come out and be essentially a fantasy RB2? He struggled last year, but their run game has been non-existent so far this season. If you drafted Alvin Kamara, as I did in that team we talked about earlier, you have had the perfect runway for fantasy relevance for him. The Saints are a pretty good team. The offensive line has been solid. Um, Jameis Winston, by the way, is going to start a quarterback in this game. I'm not really downgrading the receivers all that much. Um, I think Alvin Kamara has an opportunity for 20 carries here.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, why not? I, I played a little Kendry Miller last week, but... Uh, it, you know it didn't really work out for me, but he's a guy too. If you got him on your bench, just just kind of hold him there. Let me ask you quick about Rashad White now, White has one game over eight p p r points this year, and that was in week two. Now he gets a tough Saints team, then he's got to buy. If you had the opportunity this week before the game goes off on Sunday, would you be selling maybe Rashad White?
1: I don't think so. His role got better this week. And first and foremost, Drake, your boy, Sean Tucker, looks like crap.
0: Looks um, terrible.
1: Looks terrible. Um, no question. Rashad White went against the Eagles run defense this week. Who's going to look good going up against those two big boys up the middle? Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, who are both playing outstanding football. No, I'm actually really
0: encouraged by Rashad White's role. All right. All right. I just, I seen Saints and then a bye week. Oh. I'm like, oh boy. We'll, we'll see. That, at by least the way, they're Drake, trying to I just, run the football.
1: Uh, I just offered a trade in that dynasty league, which I I I, I went oh. above your head to offer because we're we're fucked. I mean, like J.K. Dobbins and 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 Nick Chubb were both w- ruled out for the season. We I thought we actually had a a chance this year. I offered uh, James Conner and a third round pick to a team that's best running back is Cam Akers, uh, for a first round pick. What do you think? Give us our give us those draft picks.
0: Yeah, I mean. James Conner for this year is looking like a nice play for us. Yeah, but, but our, our team's, is a our team's going play. nowhere, right? Like, Yeah, yeah our team's exactly. going nowhere.
1: we got to tear this thing down, man. So you okay with that? I, Try to get I, us a I'm, one?
0: I'm fine with it. I'm surprised more people haven't sniffed around Tank Dell and tried to yeah, get him okay. off. Him. Well,
1: that's a guy I actually want to keep at this point. But I uh, know, yeah, exactly. Anyway.
0: Uh, Jamison Williams,
1: when he comes back, God bless America. See what we can do. Yeah, we should have taken the first-round pick we got offered for him uh, <laughs>
0: before he got suspended.
1: <laughs> We yeah, we, we've we had a that. lot of bad luck with this team so far, Drake.
0: <laughs> Another team that's had decades of bad luck has been the Washington Commanders. They visit the link this week, and they're eight-and-a-half-point dogs to the undefeated Eagles. I mean, this is a game last year. Remember, the Commanders beat the Philadelphia Eagles last year uh, to give them their first loss. What do you think happens in this tussle in South Philly? I think the Eagles blow them out. Let's go! That's
1: what I'm talking about. And I mean, that's not a, believe me, I'm a realistic Eagle fan um, who understands that like, hey, you know, I was a little worried about the Viking game a couple weeks ago and I didn't think going on the road to the Patriots was like the most appealing spot in week one. Sam Howell currently, per Fantasy Points data, has taken the most sacks that we deem to be the quarterback's fault this year (laughs) and leads the NFL in turnover worthy throw percentage. Which obviously, you know, he threw four interceptions last week. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. And honestly, last year against the Eagles in that game, they ran the ball pretty well. But like, it was like three yards, three yards, four yards, first down. Three yards, they three yards, up, four yards, first down. down I remember that? It was like the Eagles just could not get out of third and short. Yep. Um, I don't think that happens this week. I think the Eagles eat them alive.
0: And it's good. Oh, too, by the yeah. way,
1: and Philly's going to challenge all year. They're going to. They're going to challenge uh Emmanuel Forbes the rookie corner down the field with both AJ Brown and Devontae Smith in this game
0: I like it if you're playing over on uh underdog again with our code fantasy PTS if you like going higher or lower I like taking the higher option on DeAndre Swift rushing yards they have it listed at 63 and a half he's only gone for 170 and 130 in his two starts thus far all right, Joe, Bengals, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at the Tennessee Titans, who have absolutely no offense. The Bengals, they love dropping Joe Burrow back 50 times with a bad calf. I mean, what's going on with these two teams?
1: Well, they're going to have to drop Joe Burrow back 50 times with a bad calf, aren't they? In this because game
0: against that rush defense, you're damn right. This is only giving single, up 69 yards a game.
1: This is the single biggest pass funnel defense in the entire NFL. I mean... Look, Joe Burrow wasn't great on Monday night, but he was better than he has been. This is the kind of matchup where you're both excited for Joe Burrow because he should be able to keep it going, but also nervous because you know you're not going to run the football, so you have to drop back and throw it a bunch. Uh, I think Jamar Chase and T. Higgins both have big games here.
0: Yeah, this is literally just we're going to put Joe Burrow in the shotgun and him stand there because... Uh, We don't want him moving around literally at all. So (laughs) put him in, let him go. What do you think of Derrick Henry? (laughs) I was trying to talk to my son about his fantasy team. He's drafted one team. He's actually 3-0. and God bless him. He drafted Devon H. By the way. He's got Derrick Henry on the squad. And he's like, oh, Derrick Henry, you know, he's good, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Derrick Henry ran for 20 yards last week. Do you think it's just this offensive line is so bad? What do we tell our friends out there who have, Derek henry they probably draft him in the second or third round and he's killing him in fantasy right now
1: i what, what are you gonna do train him like who's I, I mean maybe you can sell him for name value right now that's possible um mm-hmm. but i think people are, are are savvy to what's going on with the titans their offensive line has been terrible the eagles are somehow going to get a fourth round uh compensatory pick for andre dillard the titans are already thinking about benching him um th- that's how like ridiculous this has been so far for them i i think you just kind of got to hold court with 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 derrick henry i mean unless you can say oh look it's derrick henry it seems we do this every year like he has a bad early season game but this the rest of this offense is non-functional right now that's how bad the offensive line has been
0: speaking of non-functional the las vegas raiders head to sofi where they are five and a half point dogs to the la chargers Boy, what the hell happened to Josh Jacobs? Last year, he was RB1 through three weeks. He's averaging 10 fantasy points a week. He's got 108 rushing yards on the season. I mean, what the hell's happening? He's got no touchdowns. At least Devontae Adams went off last week. Thank God. But, I mean, this is just brutal here. On the other side with the Chargers, Okay, let's see what we're going to do with this other wide receiver. Big Mike done for the year. Keenan Allen is setting the world on fire, just eating up all sorts of targets underneath. He's actually throwing touchdown passes. I think Josh Palmer, this kid out of Tennessee a few years ago, he's going to get a lot of run. Everyone I know is super high on the rookie Quentin Johnson out of TCU. But I like Palmer. Palmer's a guy who's been in this system. They trust him. He knows every position on the field, uh, wide receiver for the Chargers. I don't think he's coming off the field much this year. Palmer, to me, was a waiver wire pickup to make.
1: Yeah, so um, I kind of agreed with with John Hansen's take on this. I think Palmer, if you if you have a one and two team, he's the guy you want. If you're sitting at three and zero, oh, I'm okay taking the long term view on Quentin Johnston, who's a really good prospect. I kind of view Palmer as like the Chargers version of Gabe Davis, like okay. yeah, in that you know the Bills don't have a Mike Williams to their. Stefan Diggs, but I kind of view him as like that. He's a ideally a number three, and if you need him to be a number two, he can be that guy for a few weeks. But that this is obviously going to accelerate the timeline on Quentin Johnston. So I am very interested to see what Quentin Johnston's role is here. He had been playing very far behind the those three guys, Allen Williams and Palmer. Johnston's got to take a bigger step this week. It's a good team to do it against, though. The Raiders are. We, we said we thought the Rams were going to be Aaron Donald and 10 guys. The Raiders literally are Max Crosby and 10 guys out there. Nate, I mean, <laughs> Nate, Nate Hobbs, their slot corner is really good. But Keenan Allen's going to eat him alive uh, because he eats every slot corner alive. Um, this is going to be a really interesting test for Quentin Johnston. I'm not starting him. Probably not this week. There might be a situation where you have to. If I had to play one to start, you were 100% right as Josh Palmer this week. But let's see what what Quentin Johnston's role is. Can he uh, return to this team or can he increase his role quicker than the Chargers wanted him to? Also, uh, looks like Austin Eckler is probably going to have a chance to go, which is good because they've been completely unable to run the ball without him.
0: Yeah, I've seen Joshua Kelly dropped in a few leagues, actually. You know, somebody you might want to keep an eye on, folks, playing a little DFS or if you're desperate at tight end, Gerald Everett. They need another passing option out there. Of course, and Donald last Parham week, caught two touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, forget Parham. That's ridiculous. Friar got in the end zone last week against this Raiders team. Uh, so let's see if they can get in. I mean, that Parham thing, what are we talking about here? Just, give me a break. The ultimate sick of it from – I heard your sick of it segment, by the way, this week on SiriusXM. Uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, what do you do when you're sitting there watching the game, Joe, and you just see Donald Parham score not one but two touchdowns? Does a headset get thrown? Does a glass break against the wall? What happens as you're doing these live?
1: It's just more amusement at this stage uh, because we know the longer the sick of this segment is, the the longer a break Paul and I get at the top of the final hour of the program. So uh, that's the way I look at it. Uh, and and we always laugh at the little drops that we have in there. So I thought on forum I was I was mad though like because like everybody stacked that game for DFS and nobody wanted to see three backup tight end touchdowns as the first three touchdowns of that game.
0: Yeah. I mean that the ultimate sick of it, you're right. If if Paul Kelly's ever sick, I'd love to come hang out for six hours and, and do that with you. That seems like a blast. Let's roll over now. Pats at Cowboys. When TV executives get together in the offseason, they look at this and they go, All right, this is a game right here. We got the Boston market, we got Dallas, America's team. And now you look at you know this Pat's offense, and you're like, This is gonna put people to sleep. Pat's on the road at Dallas, six and a half point favorites of the Cowboys. Tony Pollard just kind of doing it all right now, 122 yards on the ground last week. Uh, He probably, if he would have stayed in the game, didn't tap himself out, would have had the receiving touchdown that went to Rico Dowdle. But I mean, it it was a loss to the the Arizona Cardinals. Do you put that on the offense? Do you put on the defense? Can the Pats challenge them at all this week, Joe? It it was on both.
1: Um, The offense couldn't score in the red zone and the defense couldn't. Tackle anybody is the is the wrong term. They couldn't get close to anybody is the right is the right term. Dallas gave up 5.24 adjusted yards before contact per attempt on the ground last week. What that means is the yards per contact, yards before contact per rush attempt on non-scrambles, because on scrambles, you know, a quarterback can go 30 yards without getting t- touched. But it does include design quarterback runs. Um, that was nearly double the, the next highest. In a game this year, only one other team has allowed three or more yards adjusted before contact in any game this year. Coincidentally, it was the Miami Dolphins against the New England Patriots, Dallas's opponent this week. Um, Hmm. So I think the Patriots are going to try to shorten the game with the run game um, with Ramondre Stevenson and, of course, Zeke in a revenge game. The difference here is Josh Dobbs was a big part of that run game for the Cardinals. Mac Jones cannot be that for the New England Patriots in this matchup.
0: Is this Zeke thing for real? 16 for 80 last week? Good, I mean, what are we doing? 16 carries for Zeke Elliott. Uh, yeah, they I mean, look good, though.
1: I mean, they won. So they did what they did to win that game. And now I think he's obviously going to get touchdown opportunities in this one. I really need to see Ramondre bust off a run in this one, though. Um, no explosive runs so far this year for either Ramondre or Zeke. Oof.
0: Speaking of the Cardinals, they head to San Francisco, Santa Clara, maybe to be more exact, to look at a 49ers team who are 14 point home favorites against the Cardinals. Cardinals really should be two and one and not one and two uh, right now. San Francisco, I think they're the best team in the league, the most complete. Their offense is really humming right now. Brock Purdy's fantastic. And, uh, you know, this defense. What else can you say, Joe? I mean, I pray for the Cardinals this week.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be bad for them. Um, the 49ers, I, I think you can, if you need to, maybe run on them. But I, I think we saw last week that the Niners and the Browns are different levels of defense than the Cowboys. Like, the Cowboys get the Micah Parsons splash plays, but then they lose Trevon Diggs. I think they're a very good defense. I don't think they're at the Niners and Browns level. I think this is going to be a rude awakening for the Cardinals. Nonetheless, Drake, you could stack the 85 Bears and the Steel Curtain on top of each other, and somehow James is going to go 17 for 75.
0: Hey, if you've got James Conner, and you're not trying to trade him like we are in that one league, you just keep rolling him out every single week. Uh, for the 49ers, looks like they're gonna get Brandon Ayuk back. Uh he was limited uh Wednesday. And I good think match he's gonna get him. to go with that shoulder, uh, which would be good to see. And I, I think he'll have a good shot at uh scoring some points for you. I, thought, I love Brandon Ayuk this year. How about the Chiefs? Oh man. Oh, here's the real higher or lower. Higher or lower, 50 Taylor Swift shots on your TV during this Chiefs uh, Jets game. Way more. Um
1: a hundred. And- <laughs> they're going to try to keep the focus off what's going to happen on the field. The Jets are about to get embarrassed on national television yet again, and they're going to be out there saying, oh, Zach Wilson. No, Trevor Simeon's starting by, like, next week. And in case you're wondering, yes, he's better than Zach Wilson by a long oh. shot.
0: Oh, by I was not wondering.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, uh, he's a professional quarterback. Um, and that, that'll that be good for Garrett Wilson. Um, I liken this on the Ross Tucker podcast this week. Uh, I likened Bears – are you a horror movie guy, Drake?
0: I, I've i seen uh, Scream and Scary Movie. Oh, Scary Movie. I, I, I hated that movie when <laughs> I was
1: 10, so I can't imagine how bad it is now. Um, so obviously there's people out there who make it their entire personality type to watch different horror movie every day of the month of October. Um, and believe me, I'm not not, Christy
0: like, I would imagine. I'm not
1: judging that. Like, that's cool. That's your thing. I'm not a I'm not a horror movie guy. I like more of a thriller, like a psychological thriller or science fiction thriller. Um like uh... like, I can do aliens, I can't do Friday the thirteenth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think though Bears Broncos is like the blood and guts, campy, kind of funny horror movie. You know, like you're 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 Freddy Krueger. That yeah, it's scary. Um, but like it's also meant to be tongue in cheek, right? Like Scream, mm-hmm. for instance. Yes. I think this is a true horror movie. This is like <laughs> this one here. This Sunday night game is The Exorcist. It's The Shining. Um, one of uh, the Shining wasn't that scary. I Exorcist, forget about it. No, I I cannot do that. This is The Descent. This is the real horror movie. This one's going to be totally scary. Zach Wilson, I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yes, he's had some bad matchups. Eventually, a quarterback has to play decent in a bad matchup. He's not going to play decent in this game. The Chiefs are going to blow him out of the building.
0: If the Chiefs are available on your waiver wire as a fantasy DST, I mean, geez louise. Oh, duh. A,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, by the way, that defense has been up. good. That defense has been good this year.
0: Really No good. question about it. If you guys want to save yourself some time, uh, just – you know you talk about psychological thrillers rent the movie seven and buy some pumpkin beer and good that you've got the best of both yeah, worlds
1: i can do seven i can't do friday i can do seven i can't do nightmare on elm street you understand okay like it's just i don't do the slashers i don't do it
0: you might get uh, uh robert salas head in the box uh at the end of this season with uh him sticking by zach wilson all these weeks geez louise Hey, higher or lower Brees Hall over underdog, 47 and a half rushing yards. KC is allowing under four yards. A carry Hall has 27 rushing yards combined the last two weeks. I'm going to take the under or excuse me, the lower on this Joe. Uh, uh, just because, you know, why not? And then he'll shove it down my throat because.
1: Yeah, because he could do it job. on one run. I, I have a tough time taking Brees Hall lowers. Um, but he can do it on one run, and they have to start getting him the ball more because Dalvin Dalvin Cook looks washed.
0: Is Brees Hall like uh, someone you should be going out and trying to buy low on in your yes. season long
1: leagues? Yes, because um, Trevor Simeon's going to start eventually here, mm-hmm. and and like uh, I'm ju- I'm not
0: trying to say he's going to take him to the Super Bowl.
1: I just meant that he can actually take them down the field, which is a, an improvement for
0: the Jets right now. Oh, no question about it. I mean, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, they're dead for fantasy right now. Monday Night Football, the Seahawks traveling to MetLife to take on Danny Dimes and the New York Football Giants is an offense right here that's got problems of its own. Maybe we get Saquon back, but he's got a high ankle. I don't see how that's going to happen, but he's doing drills
1: today. He's doing drills. Today's Thursday, by the way. We're recording this on Thursday. He's doing drills. So it looks like there's a chance for Saquon this weekend,
0: this week, I guess. Seattle, one of those teams where... I was never high on Ken Walker, but, you know, what are you going to do? The guy scores four touchdowns in, in two weeks here. Yeah, Charbonnet's starting to get a little more work, but, you know, around the goal line it seems like it's still Ken Walker's role. I think it's a good time to scoop up Charbonnet, maybe if someone's dropped him in your league.
1: Yeah, and uh, so here's the thing with Ken Walker. First and foremost, he's an exciting running back to watch because of his big playability, but if you've got him for fantasy, I liken this back. John Hansen always used to say in, in some of Tony Romo's leaner years when they, they were – when the Cowboys offense was just okay and not great, he, he would say, do not watch the game if you have Tony Romo for fantasy. Just look at the box score at the end and be like, okay, because if you watch the game, it's going to look way worse. And then at the end of the game, you're like, oh, that actually was pretty good. Ken Walker is mm-hmm. that kind of player because he has so many negative runs. But then at the end of the game, just put on the Ken Walker highlights, enjoy the good runs, and be like, all right, he got me 25 fantasy points when it looked like he was going to run backwards all day. That's what Ken Walker is.
0: Darren Waller, a guy that was steamed up to like the fourth round in fantasy drafts uh, in uh, late August, early September. I mean, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season. Remember all preseason camp, Joe? It's every beat writer, no one can cover Darren Waller he's catching everything out there maybe that just shows how bad the Giants defense is because seems like everyone's kind of covering Darren Waller right now
1: yeah but I also think um, again we saw the Steelers play the Browns and the Niners the first two weeks the Giants have played the Cowboys and the Niners so far this year the, the, the Seahawks are a decent defense but like they're they're a normal defense right Mm-hmm. Like, I let's see what the Cowboys, uh, excuse me, the Giants offense looks like against a normal defense. I'm not going to write them off completely yet, but it's not good. Trust me. I think this team has bad vibes right now, but let's not write them off because they play two of the three best defenses in the NFL thus far.
0: Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed our little look around the NFL here on the two-point stance. Remember, if you want to go over to Underdog Fantasy and play any other higher or lower contests, use code FANTASYPTS. And oh, by the way, best ball season hasn't stopped. They have their resurrection tournament going on. That's right. You can draft best ball teams again over at Underdog Fantasy using promo code FANTASYPTS. We'll double your Uh, initial deposit up to one hundred dollars and now you got a little information you've been reading fantasypoints.com you've been listening to the podcast go over there and draft some fun teams see what you can do if you win anything you know the the dms are open we'll give you the help joe and i out (laughs) yeah thank
1: you very much guys please we need that we need the help Drake. i'm looking at one of my dynasty teams what an absolute disaster it's actually kind of fun to tank though right like I don't have to worry about so I don't give a shit if I lose. I was mad at Graham for beating me in Week One. Like I was like, I'm trying what? to lose, man. What are you doing? I have I have three first round picks this coming year, and I'm trying to get some more picks. Uh, that'll be fun in April, but it's not fun right now.
0: No, I, I get it, and that's what you'd never want to see have happen in your, especially your home leagues. If it's like a 10-12 team redraft, you don't want people to ever quit. So if you're out there, you're three and zero, don't or zero and three, don't quit. Go oh there, no, I'm not quitting.
1: I'm, I'm trying to scrap this team for parts, man. Like that's what I'm trying. I'm trying, I'm going to finesse. Like every time I got Matthew Stafford in a super flex league and I'm like, yeah, baby Stafford rack up those points, but please somebody trade for him before he gets hurt. So that's the yeah. way I'm looking
0: at it. Absolutely. If you guys have any questions, hit us up on the old Twitter machine at Drake Fantasy at FG underscore Dolan. Go over to fantasypoints.com. Sign up. Joe, do we have any promo code? Save people some money right now. Oh, yeah.
1: Gurific 25 That's G-U-R-R-I-F-I-C-25. Gets you 25% off what's already a 25% discount because we're a quarter of the way through the season, Drake.
0: Oof. I mean, folks, the rankings. The. I mean, I'm going to start right now. The amount of work that is going in to this site and God bless Joe, he's the guy that's got to edit all this stuff, is incredible. There's nobody else in the industry putting out as much content and data from Fantasy Points Data as the folks over there at fantasypoints.com. And if you want to read my article, it's the defensive streamers article. You know, like it, subscribe to it, whatever the you know the kids do. Just read it 58 times so Joe thinks it's the best article on the site. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, everybody. By the way, people Joe, do read that article.
1: Like you we can put fifteen thousand words in the best research ever, but a five hundred-word defensive streamers is gonna end up inevitably one of the top five red articles on the website just because people welcome. want their hands held, Drake, and uh, you do a good <laughs> job with that.
0: All right, guys, for Dolan, I'm Drake. We'll see you next week in the two-point stance. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast.